All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on another edition of the multiply of the excuse me franchise your business uh, webinar series. My name is Tom Dufour. I'm the founder and CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team, and we've got some great content to go over today. If you're new with us here uh, and this is your first time or maybe you haven't joined us in a little while, uh, just a reminder, we're going to go quickly through some macroeconomic data. I like to look at some macroeconomic data points and uh, from economic data and then start drilling down to the overall small business community and franchise community to start thinking about what are what is going on with these trends that we're seeing and how these whether uh, how these trends are likely impacting your franchise lead generation, your franchise marketing, and your franchise sales efforts. Because whether these candidates are expressing this or not, these are things that they're going to be seeing, hearing, thinking, talking about, or maybe just even feeling in their checkbook or pocketbook at home. So I just think that's some food for thought here as we get into this. A uh, <clears throat> couple of housekeeping items as some people are loading, as uh, some guests and attendees are loading in here. Uh, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, please subscribe to the Franchise Your Business podcast. We replay these uh, sessions there. And secondly, please subscribe to our Multiply Your Success podcast. This week, we have an awesome guest who's a client of ours that that uh, talks about his first year of having franchised his business and having sold several franchises and how that journey has been for him. So I think it's uh, worth listening to. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the presentation. I will share my screen and we will get this show underway. Uh, and by the way, <coughs> excuse me, because this is a live session, if at any time you do have something you'd like to where you'd like to ask a question or you'd like to um, uh, just just go ahead and feel free to type that into the chat box or uh, raise your hand. And I can unmute you uh, and we will leave some time at the Q&A. This is live. So, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're available to answer uh, on the spot. So the first chart I'd like to share is from the Institute for Supply Management, and they do a report on business, and they do three reports that they publish now for Purchasing Managers Index. And essentially, the Purchasing Managers Index is what are the people who are buying stuff, these materials, raw goods at these manufacturing companies and these other uh, sectors, um, what are they thinking? What are they thinks happening? And so here's what it said for manufacturing. So it says uh, the U.S. manufacturing sector contracted in December as the manufacturing PMI registered 47.4% in December, up 0.7 percentage point as compared to November's uh, reading of 46.7%. This is the 14th month of contraction. Uh, four out of the five sub-indexes that directly factor into the manufacturing PMI uh, are in contraction territory down from all five in November. The new orders index logged its 16th month in contraction territory at a faster rate in December. Of the six biggest manufacturing industries, none registered growth in December. So what does this mean? Well, as you can see on this chart, if you're following along uh, uh, and watching, uh, if if the manufacturing break-even line is at 50%, so for, for this past month, we're at 47.4%, which means that it's contracting, and the overall economy break-even line is 48.7%, so we're under that as well. Now, let's go ahead and jump over to the services, and so the, this is the Institute for Supply Management report uh, on business, and this is the Services Purchasing Manager Index 
And it says in December, the services PMI registered 50.6%, a 2.1 percentage point decrease compared to the November reading of 52.7%. A reading above 50% indicates the services sector economy is generally expanding. Below 50, it is generally contracting. (coughs) Excuse me. So you can see here that the uh, manufacturing or that the services is above break even for the overall for the services and 49.9% is the services overall break e- uh, the economy uh, overall break even line uh, so you can see it's right at that break even threshold uh, so you can see that uh, you know with uh, manufacturing is just below and now we have services just above that so a little you know kind of makes signals which is probably what a lot of folks are feeling kind of like this tension right is it is it growing or not? Is it growing or contracting? Is it growing or contracting? And it's and uh, really, it's it's uh, kind of depends on your industry and your seg- sector right now. Okay, next up we have hospital PMI, and this is the uh, report that they run uh, from the Institute for Supply Management. And hospital PMI really surged here. It went up to sixty-two point five percent in December. It was a 2.7 percentage increase from November's reading of 59.8%, indicating a fourth consecutive month of growth after a contraction in August. So we see this big surge and uptick. Uh, my, I would have to imagine that uh, part of this is largely due to us being having uh, with with November, December, and so on coming through the flu and cold season. Uh, I I would imagine that has. Uh, I don't know if any of you felt that in your household, but we definitely did and saw it in our kids' schools. That you know, a lot of kids had the sniffles and and folks out of uh, missing a day here and there uh, more often. So this is not necessarily surprising to see the hospital. Purchasing managers index up as they're buying more supplies uh, to replace and replenish inventory. So these are three macroeconomic indicators. Let's go ahead and take a look at uh, the U.S. unemployment rate. So this is the U.S. unemployment rate. This is from tradingeconomics.com. And it says the unemployment rate in the United States held, which means it stayed the same, at 3.7% in December 2023 unchanged from the previous month and slightly below the market consensus of 3.8% influenced by slowdown in new entries into the labor force. The activity rate declined to 62.5% last month from November 62.8%. Additionally, there was an increase in 6, 000, of 6,000 in the number of uh, unemployed individuals total, totaling 6.27 million. While the count of Employed individuals dropped by 683,000 to 161.2 million. So uh, we'll take a look at this chart. You can see here down at uh, 3.7%. All things considered, it's relatively static. um, And more folks coming into the labor force is certainly a good thing. So let's go ahead and take a look at this is from tradingeconomics.com slash United States inflation CPI. So this is the consumer price index. So we've seen inflation uh, just really be haywire the last several years. And it looks like it's finally coming, slowing down um, uh, at, at an at the annual. And it says here that the annual inflation rate in the US went up to three point went up to three point four percent in December twenty twenty three from a five month low of three point one percent in November higher than market forecasts of three point two percent as energy prices went down at a slower price pr- slower pace so <clears throat> we can look at this here 
So if you look uh, in January of 23, the inflation rate was still at 6.4%. So a year ago, it was at 6.4%. And then we started seeing it come down here. Um, and now we're at 3.4 for December of 23. So you can kind of see how that trended over the course of 2023 there. Uh, all things considered, it is a positive sign. But remember that 3.4% growth is on the growth rate from the month before. Month before. So if I look at the five-year if we uh, look back here and we take a look at 2022, uh, you can see that it was up over 6%, uh, that that 3.4% is on top of. So it just, you know, it, it it is good to see it there. But nonetheless, it just means prices are going to be up, uh, bottom line. So uh, just something to be aware of. And what I like to say is this is a reminder for franchise candidates um, especially if you have inventory, fixed goods, uh, build out, anything like that. Uh, it really is what we've been talking about the last several years, it, encouraging that candidate to be moving forward sooner rather than later. If they are serious and they really want to do it, it is truly in their best interest to get the franchise started because every day they wait, every week, every month, Everything's getting more expensive. Now, that inflation inflationary rate is still it's slowing, but it's still going up. So the value of their dollar is not worth as much as it was a year ago, and it's not worth as much as it was three months ago. So uh, the, the point is that <clears throat> they should uh, consider... Uh, uh, look, taking a look at that and uh, really, if they're serious about it. Now, it's not to, again, the, the point is not to trick someone into buying your franchise because cr prices are going up <laughs> or inflation. That's not the idea. It's for that candidate that's serious where they know they want to do it. They're just delaying. And I've been in that situation where candidates will wait six months or a year or 18 months before they finally move forward when the, they knew they were going to purchase or and and uh, you knew that as well, where you they had communicated that to you. So Anyway, just a reminder to share some of this data with them. Okay, uh, next up is the uh, Index of Consumer Sentiment. This is produced by the University of Michigan, and they've been producing this for uh, several decades here. And you can see since uh, it, uh, the this is the 10-year uh, data point, the blue line is the three-month moving, three moving average, and the dotted line is the monthly data points that are being set in there. And you can kind of see the zigzag. It's zigging up and zag, kind of these uh, zigzags here. But the overall trend, the last roughly uh, year and a half or so, uh, is uh, trending upward. So it bond bottomed out here, um, you know, roughly around mid-2022 is where that, that uh, seems to have bottom bottomed out for the consumer sentiment. And what that means for your franchisees or prospective franchisees to think about is that the overall sentiment of the com consumer is improving overall. It's still down from uh, where it was uh, pre-COVID here, which you can see it was up to about 98 or so percent uh, pre-COVID. And then you can see this stark big drop. Uh, and then it really dropped down to uh, really went down until about <clears throat> mid-2022. So when you're talking to candidates, if it's coming up, you have some data points for you to share and talk about and say, well, look, consumer... Uh, sentiment is trending up, and it is. So uh, these are data points just to help showcase if a if a candidate's concerned or worried or I'm wondering it, what if, and so on. Here's some data for you to take a look at. 
Okay, next up here is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has a quarterly report. And uh, I think we may have shared this the last session, but uh, I want to go over it just in case we did not. They started a quarterly small business index score to think to ask small business owners, what are, what is your overall sentiment? How are you feeling and thinking about things as, as you're, oh, uh, let me zoom back in here. There we go. Okay, as you're considering as you're thinking about your business, in fourth quarter, uh, the sentiment dropped from 69.2 in Q3 of 2023 down to 61.3. So it's it was still higher than we started the year. So if we look at Q1, uh, it, it bumped up. So where we started the year and where we finished the year was up. But we did have a nice little peak in Q3, and then it fell back down here, uh, uh, but still up from where we started. So Overall, what does this look like? Well, you can kind of see this trend line here from about Q4 of 2021, and it's been pretty steady, kind of in that low to mid 60% uh, timeline here, outside of what the one outlier here really being this Q3 of 2023. So uh, just some just some uh, things to discuss there. Okay, on the small business uh, sentiment there. All right. Next up, we're going to take a look at new business applications. And so this is one that I, I really like to emphasize to the franchise development professionals out there and franchise marketers out there. This is something you really, if you have not been paying attention to, or you might have seen but forgotten about, to me, this is the most important uh, data point, I think, of everything we're going to look at today, because it shows, it to me, it clearly displays that self uh, that that uh, self employment and entrepreneurship is on the minds and on the hearts of Americans, and it is it, it is thick and heavy and full and abundant right now. So things are great in terms of lots of people thinking about starting a business because lots of people are starting businesses. And so in December of 2023, you can see here 457,000 new business applications were filed across the country. And new business application filings, I just like to emphasize this. You can see pre-COVID, when we're talking pre-COVID numbers, uh, new business applications were right around 300,000, just under, it's kind of tipped up, you know, right around that 300,000 number. And you can see back in 2011, from 2011 on up to 2020, so over a 10-year period, it was just this slow, steady increase of about 100,000 new application filings per month. It took 10 years for that increase to happen, okay? So we're talking just this slow, steady progress toward new business applications. Then we see in 2020, we see a, a drop uh, largely because of COVID there. We see this big spike, which I think the the, the extra big spike around uh August or so of 2020 is just due to uh, <clears throat> is due to backlog in uh, processing papers, um, and then we see uh, we see here it drops back down just under four about three hundred fifty thousand. But you can see uh, ever since COVID in that mid twenty twenty, the number of new business startups has not been anywhere near. What it was pre-COVID, and by and not anywhere near meaning it it's, it's over and above where it was. Uh, so you can see here we've peaked over five hundred thousand or close to it several times, and now the last year and a half, 
it's been trending up and up and up, and it's continuing looking like this trend line. If it, if it continues, we may see some momentary dips and such, but it's trending up from 400,000, now trending consistently around 450,000 new business applications being filed every single month across the country. To put that in perspective, that's over 5 million more than 5 million new business applications every year. Now, all of those are not going to be buying franchises, certainly. But what you need to know is that the uh, the in the air is this idea of self-employment. And how are you positioning your franchise to capture the attention of the people that are thinking about self-employment, the people who are forming these uh, new uh, business applications, the people who, right before they form them, Okay, people have this on their mind. So I, th to me, this is the most important chart for you to really be thinking about how can you try to get your messaging out that your franchise provides a great opportunity to that budding entrepreneur to be their own boss. Uh, and for franchise brokers, those the brokers that are tuning into this, uh, this is something that uh, this this is something for you to really think about in terms of uh, um, uh, uh, how your the candidates you're talking to you're catching them at that moment. So know that they are very likely to be buying a or starting a business. Uh, so even if they don't buy your uh, franchise, they're likely starting something. So keep that in mind. So I just want to emphasize and reiterate that. Um, as, as we keep things uh, moving here. Okay, next chart that I'd like to show, this this is from FranchiseInsights.com. This is their December 2023, uh, excuse me, uh, this is their uh, uh, Small Business Startup Sentiment Index. It was released January 3rd of 2024, still getting used to uh, 2024 here. Um, and uh, hold on one second. Uh, okay, we're back. Okay, so this report here talks about what's going on with these entrepreneurs. What's the sentiment of these budding entrepreneurs that I'm talking about? So the census data that we were just looking at, this is uh, new business applications from the U.S. Census uh, Bureau. Um, what What is the mindset of people right before they open. And so that's why I love this Franchise Insights report. And you notice I'm I'm slowly drilling down, right? We started out wide macro and we're drilling down and down and down and down, uh, going, going down here to more micro. And so uh, their leading chart says 58.8% of the respondents to their report said, agree that now is a good time for a startup as as of uh, and, and this was something that they conducted the survey from December 21st through December 31st. So this is over the last just two or three weeks here. Uh, so just something for you to uh, be thinking about and considering. Now, a couple other charts I really like to show. Um, here's one that says 26.3% of respondents say that their startup timeframe is next month. So we can see here, uh, green is next month. Yellow is two to three months. This uh, fuchsia or purple is four to six months. This blue is seven to dark blue, seven to 12 months. And the light blue is no longer interested. So you can see that uh, if you look at next month or two to three months, you add those together and you know, you're at over 50%. You're basically at 50.9% say that either this month or the next three months is a great time to be starting 
a business. So that means that these folks are thinking present in the present half. That means half, roughly half of every of all leads that come in, one of every two, they're thinking now, 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 not in six months. They're thinking right now. So you have to go in with the assumption that the candidate is thinking right now. Okay. Now, what what are the factors to people, uh, you know, uh, starting a business? And so. The, I, I really like looking at this report. I'm going to zoom in a little bit here. And 67% say that funding or access to credit is the biggest factor determining their ability to get into starting a business or not. It's been the number one factor for years at this point that I've been doing this session. But uh, I, so I like to say that, point that out, even though number two is economic climate, 40% say economic climate is important. That's two out of every five leads. But when we look at funding, two out of every three leads, essentially at 67%, is saying that access to funding is important. So what does that say to you? Well, if you are a franchise uh, uh, organization, a franchisor, you need to have a solution in place to help franchisees secure funding, whatever that might look like. It could be private funding. It could just be a third-party lender or a third-party uh, uh a broker that's going to help uh, find loans. If you have franchisees in your system, consider asking them how they, so some of the last three to five funded their franchise. Find out how they did that. And if they went through an SBA loan or worked with a banker, contact that SBA uh, <laughs> person or the, uh, or the local banker that they worked with and see if you can make an arrangement since they're already familiar with your franchise system. Just a very simple thing just to help shore up uh, that funding side. So, so if you can do that, that means 67% of your leads will have a solution to the, the financing issue. Uh, so I just, just like to uh, point that out as, as you're uh, considering and going through that. Um, and then uh, let's see the last. Oh, oh this is just uh, by age. What percentage of buyers by age? Well, the lar largest percentage right now is Gen X. Gen X is at 47% of all franchise buyers today. Um, so basically about half. And then uh, the second largest is the millennials, and they're at uh, 28%. And then the third largest category is baby boomer at 21%. And so we're slowly seeing, uh, you know, Gen X has taken that the, the biggest share here. Uh, boomers are, have been declining. Gen, gen, uh, the millennials have been growing. Just generally speaking, it kind of varies month to month, but generally we're seeing that that trend there. Okay, now let's take a look at. Uh, I thought this was interesting on FranchiseInsights.com. This was published by Michael Alston and Franchise Insights on December twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. They did a study to look at what are the top top ten web traffic content trends viewed for the year. So I just thought it'd be fun just to uh, uh, check this out. So um, number one was top motivations for franchise ownership. Number two is how franchise brands get discovered and considered by buyers. Three is a secret source for referrals and franchise development sites. Uh, uh, four is best channels for initial prospect contact. Five is feedback from pro prospects on improving the sales process. Six is considering the lifetime value of a franchise prospect. Seven, artificial intelligence changes, uh, franchise lead generation. 
Number eight, prospects quickly narrow their focus. Number nine is geographic migration of franchise interest. And number 10, key strengths of aspiring franchisees. Uh, so those were the top 10, and you can dig into those more if you click on the article. We'll make sure we leave that in the show notes on the podcast if you tune into the podcast episode. Um, a new study published January 10th, so just a couple days ago, and it says, How Peak Social Media May Impact Franchise Development is the headline. This is by Michael Alston for Franchise Insights. And it says, Signs are that we have may have reached peak social media as measured by posting activity and consumer surveys. The Wall Street Journal posits in a recent article that users are doing a lot more lurking than posting these days and foresees more of the same in an election year, along with mounting concerns about privacy. So uh, just some food for thought uh, as you're you're taking a look at this. We, we want to say, well, do franchisors expect to increase Facebook and Instagram spending? And this was a survey that was conducted. Uh, the red here is 2022, the blue is 2023, and the green is 2024. So as you can see here, that the number of franchisors that are not using Facebook or Instagram has gone down. In 2022, about half of the respondents said they do not use it, whereas today it's it looks like it's about 28% or so that don't use it. So pretty big drop. And then the other noteworthy part here for uh, uh, 2024, at least in my opinion, is that uh, to over 30%, it looks like about 35% of franchisors intend to increase spending in 2024. Um, so I thought that was worth noting. And finally, as we like to close out our session to show the top 10 uh, categories for franchising. Now, I've noticed over the last several months, it's it said top 10 business opportunity categories. But when I click on the franchising categories, um, these are listing business. It literally says business opportunities, travel, lodging, education, food and restaurant, pet services, and so on, which uh, are totally different orders and really drastically different from previous categories or previous franchise uh, sessions that I've done of this. I've been doing this again for about three years now. Um, and then the other one I'd like to talk to, the other, so I clicked on business opportunities by category, and this definitely seems to match up much more so with what I've seen in franchising, which is home services has been the number one category for the last three years now, or, or soon to be four years. So you see that's number one and cleaning and maintenance two, senior and healthcare number three, business services four, food and restaurant number five, financial services six, education seven, real estate eight, child-related nine, and pet services rounding out the top 10 categories. So uh, if you, what does that mean? Well, basically, it means if you're in one of those top 10 categories, it's probably going to be easier for you to find leads versus not. Um, but if you're not in the top 10, that just means your leads are probably going to be a little more niche, may not have as many leads coming in, but uh, likely that it'll be a better quality candidate coming through. So that is our session for today. Uh, I'd love to open this up to anyone who maybe has some questions or comments. Uh, feel free to raise your hand, type a Q&A or something into the chat box. I'd be happy to answer those questions live or unmute you so you can answer, ask any question that you may have there. All right. Well, I'll take that silence as a no for now. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here. 
Happy New Year. This is our first session here in 2024. So happy new year. I hope that you have a, a year full of peace and prosperity and fulfillment as you begin to embark on 2024. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back for our next session. Take care, everyone.